0: Welcome to My Shoplifting Catch 22. I am your host, David Edgel. Join us now as we dive into all things health, fitness, strength, and nutrition related. In this episode, women's fitness expert, Coach Kylie, joins us to discuss fitness journeys, how to plan for success, and how to compare ourselves to ourselves. Welcome to my shoplifting and the Catch-22 podcast. My name is David Edgel. I'm your host, and I'm here with Kylie. Hi. Kylie is a client of mine, and she is a fitness coach, very passionate about nutrition and women's health. She is going to be a regular here on Catch-22, mostly because we have amazing conversations about women's health that I don't get to have with very many people. Kylie... Today, we're going to be talking about journeys. Let's do it. Something that's very important to myself and my clients. I know I've been on a a great journey with you. I'd like to start off throwing this one out there. This is a text I got from one of my clients. At the beginning of the week, I try to go through and ask people how they're doing. It gives me an opportunity to see what I need to put importance on for them during this week. And I reached out to a client, said, how was your week going? And they responded, I had a great week with family and friends, but I'm not doing well with my exercises and eating. I'm sabotaging myself. I always do this. I resist sticking to a plan. The more I want to do it, the more I resist. Why do I do that? Plus, I am depressed and can't get out of my funk. Now, I try not to respond right away when somebody is really reaching out emotionally because I I weigh my words very carefully. I don't want to say something flippant or offhand or dismiss their emotions or concerns. I want to to think about it for a little bit to, to see what might best help them. And I responded a couple hours later and said, we are always a work in progress. It is okay to have highs and lows. It is important to not beat yourself up for having the lows. And it is important to really enjoy the highs when they come. Kylie, have you ever had a perfect month of health and fitness?
1: No, never.
0: But you're a coach. I mean, all coaches are perfect, right?
1: No, we're not. We're not.
0: What do you do about it when when you're in that funk? How do you address that?
1: For me, personally, I I talk to you. I, Wait, when I, coaches have coaches? Yes. <laughs> Why? It helps. I think coaches have coaches because we get in our own way, too.
0: So you're saying you're human? Uh, yep, I am. When my client says, hey, I sabotage myself, I beat myself up, I'm not having a perfect day, that's... The voices in my head too. I've had some really heavy lifting, business wise, over the last several months, and I, I wake up thinking, "Oh, you're a fraud. You're a failure. You're a whatever." No, that's all in my own head. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes our our brain really can't determine reality from our own imagination in our head. Nobody else sees our failures. It's just our self that's that's talking that way. Even as a coach. I live those things, we're all human, all of us are going to live the highs and the lows. About a year ago, Kylie came to me and said, I want to work on certain aspects of my fitness and and one of those aspects was improving in her deadlift. To give you an idea where Kylie has come from, she had done a couple of years of road bike racing and training for very, very long rides, so she came from very, very slender and she wanted to rebuild some some muscle and, and change the shape of her body. Well, our first workout, she said, well, I, I can't, I can't even deadlift my body weight. And she ended up lifting a couple more pounds than her body weight her very first time lifting, and it blew her mind.
1: Yes, it did. Okay. I was shocked.
0: She's like, I can't do that. And it's, it was right there on the ground. She picked it up. And over the course of the next about nine, 10 months, she's now picking up over double her body weight on the deadlift. Does it shock you every time we go up and wait? It does. Why? I think I just get in my own way. I just I build that
1: in my head where I don't think I can do it. Maybe because I see all the strong guys that do it, right? So,
0: what do the strong guys picking up deadlifts have to do with you?
1: Nothing. I'm comparing. I'm comparing my journey to theirs, and it's not okay. And I think now, finally realizing that, but still having a little struggle.
0: We're we're probably always going to have those struggles, yes. right? We're always yeah. going to look out at the sea of humanity and compare ourselves to other people. Okay? Yes, um, they drive a better car than I do. They, they live in a better house. They better this, better that. We don't. Do we ever see other people's struggles? It's, no. it's it's rare, it's rare, isn't it? It's rare. Because we're we're all pretty good at hiding them. You go onto social media and everybody's winning, and you're like, well, I just had a really regular week of eating pizza <laughs> and wearing pajamas, you know. And everybody else is getting their hair done. Well, I don't get my hair done; I just shave it. Um, everybody gets their hair done and their makeup done, and they're winning, 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 and and, and we just. We can only see the totality of ourself and somehow our successes kind of fade when we're looking at the wins of others.
1: But we forget that they're only posting the good. They're not posting their journey and they're not posting their hard days. And so we're comparing ourselves with them, but not realizing that they have hard days too.
0: So should we compare? No. No. Why? Because our journey is our own. We want to talk today about your journey and how to become fit by only comparing you to you. The only victory in fitness is your victory over yesterday. I like that. If we're better today than we were yesterday, even if it's by the smallest amount, we're better. One of my fatal flaws is I see where I want to be, and as soon as I imagine it... I want to be there right now. I do not want to walk the journey. It's like I've created this image in my mind of that's where I want to be. That's what I want to do. And I am not a very patient person. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Couple that with I never look behind me to see how far I've come. So I'm never where I want to be, but I never see how far I've come from where I was. Right now, I'm exactly where I wanted to be at some point in my past. Fair statement. Yep. Okay. I think most of us are that way. Even if our goals change, we are today a lot of times where we wanted to be before. We're meeting our goals. We're making that progress forward. But we don't turn around and recognize you know that particular journey. Instead, we look at the people around and we go, oh my gosh, they're, they're winning so much more than us. If somebody else gains a pound of muscle, how does that affect you? It doesn't. If they lose a pound of fat. How does that affect you? Doesn't. So why do we pay so much attention to the other people on our fitness journey? I don't know. Is why? it is it healthy? No. Does it bring us success? No. Is it depressing? Yes. What can we do to to break that trend or that cycle of constantly comparing ourselves to to others in, in our healthy journey? What can we do?
1: Focus on our own journey focus on what we can do better for ourselves, just a little bit at a time.
0: When you work with a client and, and you're starting out, do you ask them about their goals? Yes. Do they usually have goals? Usually, yeah. Do they write them down? or are they just dreams? or they, what, what do you do to help those, those people recognize those goals?
1: Um, I usually have them journal, write it down.
0: How does that affect them?
1: I think they will put more work and effort into
0: working on how to reach their goal. What about the people that don't journal, that don't write it down, that don't make it something that they can see? Do Does anything really change for them? No, nothing changes. Okay. So when I sit down with my clients, I go through a, a fairly extensive, I guess we could call it interview. I ask them about their, their past health, their injuries, and that... The very last thing I ask them is, what are their goals? And it's very interesting for me. Sometimes people are, are quite taken back by the question. They don't know how to respond. Some of them, it's like, well, I'm afraid of putting this out there in front of you because you're going to make fun of me for it. Or other people like, well, I don't know. It's is kind of something I'm supposed to do, you know. Yeah. Um, but the people that... that really articulate, hey, I want to do this. I've never had an opportunity to do this, and I want to be this. They're the ones that tend to successfully work towards those those goals. They achieve them, and when they achieve them, they have bigger and stronger and, quite frankly, scary goals. I personally think that a goal isn't worth it unless it scares you a little bit. I mean, yeah. why, why work towards something mediocre? Work towards something that frightens you. You want it so bad that you're just... Terrified to let people know about it. I know that if I don't write it down, I can't work towards it. It's just something in my head. It's a random thought, like all of the other random thoughts we have in a day. If our journey is about us and we're going to become more fit by comparing me to me, first step, we agree, write something down, make some journals. Journal it. Okay. When you're working with somebody on their eating, they similarly write a journal, right? Yes. Of some form or another. Some, yes. Okay. What What do you tell them when they are not perfect on that eating?
1: It's okay. It's okay not to be perfect. You know, just be more aware. And then I kind of like to go through it with them and just say, okay, let's go through that day. You know, where do you feel that you weren't perfect? And why did you, why do you feel that way? And why do you think you, why wasn't that perfect to you? And where are there some changes we can make?
0: Is there such a thing as perfect eating? No. We are omnivores. That means we can eat just about anything. Yeah. If you have a food allergy or a certain disease, that restricts it a little bit more. But we are one of the, the organisms on this planet that can eat just about anything mm-hmm. for our survival. We don't necessarily... there's Because of that notion, there's nothing that really dictates, hey, here's a perfect day. Right. We can eat... I, I love the word you used, aware. We can have awareness of our food. We can eat with intent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I intend to do this, meaning we can even eat with intent when we're cheating. I have learned something about myself that I use to manage some of my eating. A lot of times we are the victims of suggestive marketing, meaning, hey, There's this bag of Doritos over here that's right in the checkout line You know, as you're getting ready to leave the grocery store. You didn't walk into the grocery store intending to buy Doritos, but there it is and it's very convenient. And a lot of people grab them. We have a lot of good food around. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. Most of it not very nutritious, but it's okay to eat for just, hey, I enjoyed eating that. Sometimes when those suggestions pop in my head, I can put them off for weeks or months or whatever. But every now and again when it just grinds on me i will make a choice a conscious intent choice to eat that thing that i've been dwelling on whether it's a you know cheetos or some ice cream or you know whatever it is i i make the choice to do it and the thing that works for me is i buy the smallest serving size i possibly can get my hands on i love hagen dazs ice cream mm-hmm. my wife holds up a, a like 5 gallon bucket and says hey we can <laughs> buy this for the same price that you're you're buying that pint of ice cream yes and I tell her yeah but then we'd have to eat it because mm-hmm. I'm not throwing away you know four and a half gallons of ice cream and it drives her nuts but then she understands the way that I manage not diving into the sugar is by controlling the serving size at the point of purchase mm-hmm. and then I really really enjoy that ice cream and then I don't need to get ice cream for another nine months and my wife's the opposite if it's in the freezer um, that ice cream will disappear in a matter of a couple of weeks. And so she understands if I'm going to binge, it's going to be on the smallest thing possible. For example, in a bag of Doritos, mm-hmm. which Dorito is the most delicious Dorito? The, f- per- the first one. Okay. And the second one's almost as good, but by the third one, it's, it's almost like you're over it. So yeah. why do we buy a, a family size bag of Doritos and then eat all the way to the bottom? It makes no sense. So... Yeah. My point is, if we eat with intent, if we plan and make those plans fit our long-term goals, the goals that we wrote down, those things that we want to achieve over time, those little, those little bumps like, hey, I just had a, a small bag of Cheetos, that's inconsequential. You chose to do that and it's okay. It fits with your plan. Yeah. We don't need to beat ourselves up over, over the little things. Does it serve you to feel guilty about eating a snickers bar only if I ate
1: five <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah if you ate five you might have an addiction
1: if I ate one I think I'd be I'm okay
0: I was in the movie theater this is about ten years ago and there was a, a thing that came on if you're happy and you know it get a snack oh yeah and then if you're sad and you know it get a snack and then it, it was this commercial and I thought it was one of those old let's all go to the lobby and buy ourselves a treat commercials but it turned out, believe it was a Weight Watchers commercial. Now, I'm not a fan of Weight Watchers, but I loved how they made the connection of too many times we hook emotion with food. Yeah. Hey, if you're feeling something, go eat some food, whether you're hungry or need fuel or not. And I loved that they were pointing out that we are developing this bad emotional relationship with food that is that, that we feel guilty about, that we beat ourselves up. To your point, if we eat with intent... Even if it's an indiscretion, even if it's for sport or socializing or whatever, it's still okay because we don't have to eat perfect. If we, if our nutrition is based on awareness and intent, if we're eating healthy 90% of the time or 80% of the time, we're probably going to look a whole lot better than we did yesterday, huh? Yep, Yep. Can we apply that same notion to exercise?
1: Yes, 100%. I do every day.
0: Are you getting ready for the Olympics? No. Are you getting ready for any specific sports competition right now? No. So your goals are centered more around general being fit in as yep. many aspects as you possibly can. Yep. Okay. Long-term heart health, mm-hmm. bone density, muscle, endurance, yep. being able to chase your daughter around, yep. being able to keep away from your husband, you know, because he's, he's pretty fit too and he's quick <laughs> so he can chase her down. Do you have to have perfect workouts for that. No.
1: For example, today wasn't perfect.
0: But did you do it? But I did it. And so you made your you made your your goal of doing something. Yes. And moving forward. Have you eaten today? I did. Was it perfect? So far. Okay. That's that's (laughs) great. So so you can But I know that I'll I mean
1: later in the day I usually I get a little snacky, but I'm okay with it and I'm aware
0: of it. I have
1: intent Yes, I'm aware.
0: So if, if you're eating with your intent, if you're eating and aware of what's going into your mouth, mm-hmm. you're going to be more likely to have it be good, something that fits your goals mm-hmm. as, as you're moving forward. If you are moving with intent, I've got an aunt. She's in her mid-90s. She has had diabetes since she's 46 years old. She has managed her diabetes in an amazing way. She's had no loss of use of any of her body, no loss of her mind. She's very, very sharp. She's very, very amazing. Her secret is I move every day. My aunt's this tiny little thing, so she's not this weightlifter or anything like that. She just moves every day. That is with intent. Do we have to care what the other people at the gym think about our our workouts? No. No. Do we have to care about the other joggers out on the track or the trail? No. Nobody else matters. We can set those goals within ourselves. If we're having a hard time setting those goals, find a good coach, not just the latest Instagram flavor of the week. Find somebody with whom you connect emotionally, somebody who has the educational and um, real life experience in being a coach that can help you there's some great coaches out there that you're not going to connect with emotionally. There's some great coaches out there who are really good at coaching something that you're not interested in. Those those aren't necessarily for you. Find somebody, you ask around a little bit in your area. We do some some pretty extensive online coaching if that's the the flavor that you you want to look for. But find somebody that can walk you through that beginning phase or even A start over phase. You've walked down the trail a little bit and you're like, I'm not comfortable with where I'm at. I think I kind of need a do-over because I'm beating myself up. I don't feel like I'm connecting with my goals. I didn't have any goals. I don't know how to do that. Whatever it is, find some help and develop a base and then realize that your journey is about you. When you went and worked out this morning, did it give anybody else better fitness? Nope. So you said it wasn't a perfect workout, but you worked out. It didn't negatively affect anybody else. It didn't positively affect anybody else, but it did affect you. Yes.
1: I went with a tent of what I was going to do, and I did it, and it took me 40 minutes to get out of the house, but I did it, but I knew that um, mentally it would help just change my Perspective on the day, and it wasn't perfect, but going in with a tent of just doing 30 minutes of something, and I wrote it down of exactly what I was gonna do, and I did it, and I walked out of the gym feeling like I accomplished the biggest task of the morning.
0: Perfect. Well, I think we're gonna finish with that. Sometimes the hardest thing in in your fitness is that first 40 minutes of getting out of your house. But if you if you do it with focus, if you do it with intent, if you do it with the general idea of does this meet my goals and where I want to be, you're going to be just fine. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter what anybody else else's goals are. Your journey is about you and if you focus on you, you're going to get there regardless of your highs and your lows. Thank you for joining us for this episode of My Shoplifting Catch 22. For more free content, profiles, information, and instruction, you can subscribe to My Shoplifting Catch 22. And for access to the newest and most powerful fitness and performance information, you can subscribe to our online instructional platform at www.myshoplifting.com.